0: The regular season is here and we are in regular season mode dolphins in death in the house hello star of the show Adam Beasley
1: uh, Armando I I', I um, in all honesty I cannot believe we're here I mean thinking back to the, the last six months of where we've been as a country where the sport has been uh, all the all the, the hoops that had to be jumped through uh, and and the news today that of uh, the 2,600 NFL players who were on a roster last week—only one tested positive for COVID-19. It's it's stunning, and again, this is gonna this, these words could come back and bite me in the butt in, in a month. But it's stunning how well the NFL has handled this so far.
0: It's all good news, and I'm very happy about it, and I'm sure you are as well. That we are going to be in Foxborough, Massachusetts at one o'clock on Sunday afternoon to watch the Miami Dolphins visiting the New England Patriots in front of a packed crowd of nobody. (laughs) But but nonetheless, uh, a lot of people on TV, I would assume. Okay,
1: before we get too deep into that, let's just have a bit of fun. Uh, The NFL has a strict decibel level allowed for pumped-in crowd noise. What do you want to bet the Patriots are an an egregious launcher of those rules?
0: I... I am confident that the New England Patriots, who do not cheat, (laughs) who do not uh, in any ways, uh, you know, sort of look at the rules and find loopholes wherever they may, uh, that they will be very much within the bounds of the rules and will adhere to the spirit of the rules, and it will be an even... Uh, you know obvious and, obvious and even place for both teams to enjoy their afternoon and the atmosphere that surrounds them. I'm looking forward to the foghorn right that's, that, that's <laughs> we gotta have oh. yes uh is that before or after the uh, mexican food that <laughs> <laughs> oh hey now hey now so um the dolphins in preparing for this this mighty you know tilt they've got a they've got a team that they've put together. Give me your one two or three takeaways that really lights you up about what the dolphins have crafted. I mean, I think
1: their offensive and defensive lines are both much better than they were before, and that's not saying much because they had a bunch of replacement level players or maybe maybe even below that as they're starting offensive and defensive line than last year it was. It was incredible that they won five games with with what the talent they had in the trenches. It was awful. And I'm excited to see them get up there with an offensive line that weighs a combined 1,600 pounds and give the ball to to, 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 to Matt Breida and, and Jordan Howard 30 times on Sunday and see if you can just punch them in the mouth. And wear them down because the Patriots' strength on defense is their back four, their back six, whatever whatever alignment they're in, uh, whatever package they're in. But their secondary is their strength. Their front seven's got some major question marks for me, Armando, major. And it didn't get it. Did, it, it began when there was an exodus in free agency, including Kyle Van Noy and Al- Alondon Roberts to the Dolphins, but. You know, with, with 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 COVID popping up, they've they've got you know they had some opt outs and that, that that defense is just not the same as it was last year. So I, I think they're gonna be able to run the football on the Patriots and I think it's gonna be a close game.
0: Dante Hightower not being on that team is is a major, major loss for them. And he opted out. He was one of the opt outs. They had more opt outs than anyone else in the NFL. So the Dolphins offensive line, they went with Jesse Davis at right tackle and Solomon Kinley at right guard, why not Robert Hunt in there?
1: Because he's not good enough. <laughs> uh,
0: the the <laughs> scrimmage was pretty eye-opening. Uh,
1: he ran with the ones, and I think that was by design. I think, A, they wanted to look at what he could do uh, with the ones, and, two, I think he, they wanted to give the Patriots something else to think about because uh, you might remember Brian Flores, who was loath to talk about starting lineups, Went out of his way to mention Robert Hunt was working with the ones in the scrimmage, allowing us to report it, allowing the Patriots to consume it. Uh, But he struggled in that game. Robert Hunt was not good enough in that scrimmage. I know they're talking him up. He is behind Solomon Kinley. He is behind Austin Jackson. And he is the number six, if not seven, offensive lineman right now.
0: As it should be, right? I mean, he didn't play in the SEC. He didn't play in the Pac-10. He didn't play, you know, God bless him, but... Louisiana Lafayette is not in that league, and so it's going to take them a minute, I think. it's
1: And it's wild because going in that draft weekend, people were were throwing bouquets at the Dolphins for drafting Robert Hunt and looking at them side-eyes for taking Austin Jackson at 18 and Solomon Kinley in round four, who some people had an undraftable grade on. Now, Solomon Kinley has been very good. Now, we'll see how he can handle in pass pro, but he is going to be a load, someone, uh, a force to be reckoned with, at-right guard when they
0: run the football, and I think they're going to do that a lot this
1: year.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to do it a lot because their pass protection is going to be bad early on. I'm just calling it right now. I'm sorry. Wow.
1: Over-under <laughs> of over, sacks on Sunday for the New England Patriots instead of what, Armando? Uh,
0: well, I mean, I don't, I don't know because I, I don't think the Patriots are going to be among the league leaders in sacks this year anyway. In fact, the first couple of games, it might look pretty good for the Dolphins because the Jacksonville Jaguars are tanking, Mm -hmm. and they're not going to come at the Dolphins with, you know, Reggie White or Bruce Smith. So, uh, Uh, it will look fine the first couple of games, but eventually somebody will indeed kind of well, undress that group.
1: I, I got to stop you right there, because uh, if there's one thing I, I could never be accused of as is a Bill's hater. <laughs> I
0: don't
1: know if you saw the social media activity in the last two hours. You're not they, your favorite. No, they, they don't love me right now, because I said what out loud what a lot of people think, and that's Josh Allen's, you know, not very good. Uh, and that he is going to be a limitation to that roster, not an accelerant for their success. Um, but they are weak too, and I think they're going to have some success getting some pressure on the quarterback uh, because their their front is still pretty good.
0: Wow, <laughs> I think you I think the uh, the the you, you casting aspersions on Josh Allen like that he's not very good. No, he
1: was the twenty fourth I think ranked quarterback last year in QBR, which is pretty good at, at assessing a. Because you know quarterback rating or passer rating, whatever they want what to call it, it doesn't take into account um, run, rushing yards, escapability, <clears throat> things like that. It's purely what your stats are. Well, QBR takes into account some other things, and and you would think that'd be more generous to Allen because he's an athlete playing a quarterback, not a quarterback who's athletic. Yes, I said I did say that on the record that he is an athlete playing quarterback, not an athletic quarterback. Um, and so I, you would think the QBR would be the, the, you know, the, the, the most generous. And even that he's 24th, he's, he's not very good, Armando. He's fine. He's not going to be the reason they win though. Uh,
0: they led the NFL and drop passes. So I, I think you got to give him that. The yeah. And led and the brought, NFL and passes. They may have, they may have
1: done that. They also led the league in passes thrown out of the stadium.
0: Uh, Oh oh, 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 oh my gosh Uh, Alright, okay So (laughs) I look at this uh, I look at this Death chart that that Brian Flores Has told us, don't look at it Mm -hmm. And I see the starting Tight end as Durham Smite And I see Mike Gesicki as The second string tight end What does that mean?
1: Uh, That they might still be overselling Mike Gesicki that I think that when you see a final breakdown of snaps, it's going to be pretty close between the three of them, including Adam Shaheen. I think uh, I, 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 they're going to use, and, and I have to credit you because you've been banging his drum for a while, they're going to use him as a glorified slot receiver. And if you see him in a jumbo package blocking at the line of scrimmage once on Sunday, I'll be stunned. Because when they go heavy, they can bring in two tight ends and they can bring in a fullback, and none of those guys are named Mike Siki. So I, I I I think it's he's probably number two in the depth chart right now, but there's not a very big gap between him and Shaheen because Shaheen can play both sides. He can he can block. He can and he can catch. He can run routes. You know he's not a, he's not Gronk by any stretch of the imagination. But you know I've been talking up Durham Smythe for weeks now, and I think he's deservedly they're starting tight end right now.
0: That's good, except you know, passing. But that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, he's hey. not he's not that. No.
1: No, he's he's not and um the dolphins are going to have to find a way to get offense without getting it from that. You're right.
0: They should have they should have traded for Zach Ertz, but you know, whatever. I mean, uh, you know, no problem. I get it. I mean, let's, let, let, well, let's, let's, let's game plan this
1: out. Uh, we know Devontae is going to get a ton of targets. We know Preston Williams, if he stays healthy, is going to get a ton of targets. Who's going to be the number three receiver on this team? Tight end? Could it even be a running back? Could it be uh, breed out of the backfield getting the, the third most targets on the team? Uh, I mean, Flores kind of hinted at that today when asked who his slot receiver was, and he mentioned receivers, tight ends, and running backs will all be involved.
0: Right, but... I just think, look, for years I've, I've had this little gimmick on Twitter where I ask people who catch touchdown passes in the red zone, and it's always – the answer is always what, Adam Beasley? Uh, tight ends.
1: Tight ends.
0: Tight ends are the biggest mismatch on offense of any position because if you have two good tight ends – The defense doesn't know what you're going to do. They assume if you have two tight ends, you're going to run the ball. So now they put a run package on defense in the game. And now against that run package, if you have two good tight ends, you can throw. And oh, by the way, if they decide, wow, they're killing us with the throwing to the two tight ends, we're going to put in the pass, the nickel package, now you're going to run. And they are a mismatch from now until Sunday and beyond, and the Dolphins have never seemed to understand that. You know what team showed that better than just about anybody once upon a time?
1: The Newwood Patriots?
0: Yes! (laughs) Yes! They did it with Gronkowski, and what's the name of the guy that, uh, you know, had it Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: Yeah, Massachusetts, the inmate number
0: 63521. Right. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, um, God rest his soul. Uh, th- that team, you know, I don't remember who their wide receivers were, and it didn't matter because they could run and they could throw, and it was out of this world because the tight ends, they freaked defenses out. They didn't know what to do. Um, and I just wonder, why don't more teams do that? Uh, this three wide receiver set that everybody's using, eh, Whatever. There's no balance in it. You, you I, I don't know. I'm off. Let me get off this football soapbox. Yeah, man, you're on fire
1: about this. I've, I've, I, we, we need you to cool down because we need we need to take a quick break. But when you come back, Armando, I I actually have a game for you, and this that, this game might lift your spirits.
0: I'm gonna go take a shower and cool down first.
1: Well, uh, the, the loofah has been used. Uh, the shampoo is <laughs> washed from his hair, and Armando Salguero is back. And Armando, let's play my favorite game, over-under. I'm going to give you a stat and a number, and you're going to tell me if the Dolphins have over or under that this year. Does that sound like fun?
0: That sounds like a blast.
1: Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 3,400
0: passing yards. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, how many did he have last year? What was that?
1: Oh, now you're putting me on the spot.
0: Uh, uh, last year, he had 3,529. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm saying over. Okay. Because okay. Yeah, I just think, why. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to to make the switch to Tua right away or anytime soon. Um, Tua's not ready yet. The offensive line isn't ready. Fitzpatrick may, if if he continues his current trend – May look better than he did last year with better talent around him in an actual running game. So I think he does better.
1: Xavier Howard, over under 4.5 interceptions.
0: Ooh. And that obviously speaks to how many games is he going to play, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Because that's, that's the huge question on Xavier Howard. Can – he hasn't finished a season – since, what was it, 2017, right? I think that's right. 18, he
1: made the Pro Bowl, even though he didn't play the last, like, four weeks of the season. Right, exactly.
0: And 19, he missed most of the year. And he's, you know, he's battling to be back uh, in time for Sunday's game and be healthy this year. Um, four and a half. That's a good over-under. That's a good over-under. I have to say over.
1: All right. If he has over, that means he'll be back in the Pro Bowl again this year, and it means, it'll means it probably mean the Dolphins are are decent um, uh, on defense. Okay. Uh, number of sacks allowed on Sunday by the Miami Dolphins. Over or under three and a half? Over. Wow. <laughs> I just,
0: look, I already mentioned that I don't think the Patriots have that good of a, a defensive front. I don't think they are – They have any player that – Dietrich Wise is kind of an undercover assassin, and I think he's a really good player, but he's not a 14-sack guy. And so they get at people kind of like the way the Dolphins get at people with team schemes, and all that stuff. But they still – I just think that this Dolphins offensive line, honestly, is is not ready to pass protect all that well. Uh, rookies are rookies, and I just I, – I, I think that they're going to get exposed early on in pass pro.
1: Devontae Parker, number of games played, over under
0: 12.5. You're making this very difficult, Adam. <laughs> Do you have, like – are you thinking about placing all these prop bets in Vegas or what? Yeah, I – I, I am not, but I should.
1: I, I, I have a very keen eye for what uh, a good pop bet would be, a good number. So twelve and a
0: half, and that's an uncomfortable one for you. It's a yeah, easy call. It is uncomfortable. Last year he played all 16, did he not? He did. Uh, uh, and is he going to miss three-and-a-half games? Now, this is interesting. So if he goes out in the second quarter of a game, do, do you get the half or or not?
1: You get the full game.
0: You get the full game if he doesn't finish the game?
1: Correct, because in the uh, in the, the, the final stats in the season, they have number of games played. It doesn't say how many snaps he played in the game. It just his number of
0: games played. Interesting. Well, I'm going to go all Vegas on you. I'm going to say push. <laughs> if you can push on 12 and a half, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, you, I want to push, dang it! <laughs> I am pushing. You're, okay. This is America, and I want
1: to push. <laughs> we, we, you have it on record as as a push. I regret to inform you that uh, that won't <laughs> pay cannot. out.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: that will not pay out.
0: Neither will but it make me look like a moron.
1: <laughs> I'll gladly take the money though, if you want to place that bet. I'll 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 I'll, I'll, I'll facilitate that wager. All Thanks. right, la- last one. This is a good one. Over under. 750 rushing yards by Jordan Howard.
0: Under. Wow. And, and the reason I'm going to say that is because I think that Matt Breida eventually will be the the guy that gets most of the carries for the Dolphins. And the reason I say that is he's just more explosive. And I, and I think that Chan Gailey likes more explosives. <laughs> what can I tell you? It's, if Matt Breida is healthy this year, he's going to get probably, I think, more carries than Jordan Howard. Am I wrong? What do you think?
1: Uh, you're probably right. I think it's possible for both those guys to actually have a pretty solid year. I mean, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick had 250 rushing yards last year, for goodness sake. So, the, the, you know, they're, they're, they're each going to have at least 500. And I think six 700 is not out of the realm of possibility. 750 might be high, but I think they're both, they're both going to have uh, a fair amount of carries. Because, I mean, knock on wood, r- you know, running backs don't stay healthy, too. I mean, they, they, the idea that one of these guys is going to play all 16 games and get 25 carries a game, that's just not going to happen in, in the 2020 NFL. So, yeah, I, you're probably right, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Howard has, like, you know, two or three 100-yard games this season. And that just gooses his numbers.
0: What are you most worried about relative to the Miami Dolphins defense? And believe me, they gave us a lot to worry about last year.
1: Oh, it's, it's still pass, it, getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, I, I think they're going to be able to, to get, cover guys really well because of the personnel they have. But that only lasts so long. They, they need, between Agba and uh, Shaq Lawson, they need at least 14, 15 sacks between those two guys. And if not... Uh, the signings were a failure.
0: So you're asking five sack guys to get to seven? Correct. That's what they're paid
1: as. Look, I mean, Shaq Lawson's getting ten million dollars a year. That's not that's not a five sack a, a year guy. You've got to play better than that.
0: Um, no, clearly that that is clear. Except, you know, I don't know that that's what they are. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap it up with a bow, Adam. I'm on record as saying the Dolphins uh, eight and eight this year. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think that's that's the neighborhood. I think I picked eight and eight on the Miami, uh, the the McClatchy uh, company uh, uh, preview video. Uh, I I think eight and eight's right. It's a it's a uh, admittedly kind of a weak call because every team is going to be somewhere between ten and six and six and ten. I think if things break right, they can win the division. I've said that for a while. But things don't break right. They're regression to the mean and all that. And they're probably a seven or eight win team.
0: Yeah. uh, They have to at least get me to 500. Otherwise, you know, all that work in the offseason, the $150 million in in, uh, guaranteed money, the $250 million overall expended, the 11 draft picks, come on now. (laughs) you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a boon like that next off season. And if you're only going to add two more victories to what you had last year, or that, that just doesn't fly. We need to see some improvement. Yeah. I
1: I, I agree. Uh, I think they're something like the second or third quote unquote hardest schedule in the NFL, but that's a bogus stat. So many things change year to year for teams. The Dolphins, I think, only faced like two or three Pro Bowl quarterbacks in 2020. Now, you could you could argue that Cam Newton would be a Pro Bowl quarterback if healthy. We'll find out on Sunday if that's the case. But there's, there's not a lot of quarterbacks on that schedule that's scary, They're not. And so the, the, the Dolphins aren't going to need to score 30, 35 points a game to win games. It's, they, their defense is going to be improved, and the competition is not going to be great. Uh, I just don't know the, – the, the, again – it's the situational stuff, the end game stuff, the stuff they did well at the end of 2019 to to get the five wins. That's going to be what decides it. Are they going to be able to rely on Ryan Fitzpatrick to go and win you a game in the fourth quarter? History suggests he, not always. We'll see if history is wrong this year.
0: They played Josh Allen twice. You, you've got Josh Allen ready for, you know, oh, those are two, heap.
1: Yeah, those are two of the eight wins.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That is craziness. All right, folks, we appreciate you joining us this week on the Dolphins in Depth podcast. Join us every week right here, same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you very much, star of the show, Adam Beasley.
1: I can't believe, and I'm so excited that football is back.